0: listening to joe barnes online we're talking about building businesses creating an income for life and having the freedom to work from anywhere in the world with passion and energy for want of a better phrase grabbing life by the proverbial balls my name is joe barnes let's make it happen Hello there, you're listening to Joe Barnes here on Joe Barnes Online. Welcome to today's episode. And what a fantastic episode today is. I'm speaking to a good friend, uh, somebody who I've known for a few years now, a gentleman called Simon Jordan, who is. Um, Gosh, if I just want to price it down, uh, he is a personal branding, a company branding expert. Uh, He's worked with brands such as Nike, Coke, Porsche, Sky TV um, and all sorts of other people. He's also an author. He's a speaker. He's a mountain climber. Um, He is passionate about the environment and the planet and has an entire project on how each of us can do a small little bit to make a difference. Um, And he is just a phenomenal guy and it's such a great conversation. I'm not going to spend too much time doing any more intros. Let's just get straight into the content. This is a huge and varied conversation about all sorts of things to do with business and branding and life and the planet and being the best we we can be and all sorts of stuff so i hope you enjoy it i hope it inspires you here's simon g'day simon (laughs) welcome hello joe welcome to the podcast (laughs) it's great to be speaking to you again after all these years
1: i know we were just trying to work out when we last spoke so long ago, I was a young boy. You were a young girl.
0: I think it was my <laughs> exactly. I think it was my my mind, money, and marketing show that I was doing at the time, which was. Quite I
1: remember a, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite yeah it a few was, yeah. years ago
0: now, um, but anyway, let's start. Let's start with you telling us a bit about who you are. I love this little question I have here. When people ask you what you do, how do you respond?
1: Well, what do I do? Well. The, the thing that earns, mo- that brings in money, I am a brand and marketing coach. Um, so I'll help businesses, uh, coaches and consultants, um, essentially. I will work with them on uh, quite a deep level, actually, because in order for them to serve the world properly, they've got to be coming from a, an authentic space. We'll do that, work with them, create the brand, uh, the image, create the whole personality the brand, do all the graphics, the whole lot. And then once we've launched them, into the world, we then continue working with them to make sure that they're consistently serving the world uh, from the, the essence of them, I suppose. Um, and then, yeah, go, going forward, how to attract more clients, all that kind of stuff. And that's I've been doing that nine years on my own business, but in the industry, 20. 20- 27 years
0: now. Gosh, I, I was just about to say, actually, how long How long have you been involved in that? It's, yeah, it's a long a, time. It's long an interesting time. industry, brand management, isn't it? And I guess yeah. over the last few years, uh, it's really dramatically changed, or would you say the principles have pretty much remained the same?
1: I would say the principles have remained the same, and I'm trying to... One of my big passions is making sure people's brands are correct. One of my guys in Australia, actually, is my, my client, he calls me his brand Nazi. He did a video... <laughs> I went, Mark, you're not putting that out there. Why not? Because well, you're not wearing the right top. <laughs> went, what do you mean not? Because so, you can't wear that. It looks bloody awful. Go and put a proper shirt on. Do it. Went, oh, yeah, okay. So eventually he eventually did it. And he went, you know what? You're absolutely right. And it's, it's so many businesses I find that they that – I, I mean, I've worked with with, with uh, businesses, been you know, going 20 years, and they haven't got their brand values sorted out. And this is the foundation. It's like you have, Joe, you, you have your own personal values. You know, you wouldn't go out and wear – I don't know leather jacket, Doc Martens, and a uh, pink tutu. You might do. I'm not sure.
0: Not regularly. Not on the odd occasion.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that's the. And you, you know, you wouldn't say certain things. Um, you know, you're not too serious. I know that about you. So when people build their brand, they certainly if they're the face of the business, everything that they put out there needs to be a direct representation of who they are. And what typically happens, people think, great, they'll build a website, they'll do the marketing. And it looks nothing like them. The energy is very different. It's not congruent with who they are. So consequently, when people land on their site, they'll be attracted by that type of energy they put out there in a graphic format. And so they interpret that person, oh, well, that's what they're like. So when they come to actually speak to them and work with them, like, oh, you're different from, from what I what I expected. So what my job is... I encapsulate their personality, their energy, their essence—all of that coming from a place, again, from authenticity and truth as well, because I don't do a load of—I don't BS. Um, So when you put it out there, and I've done this with so many clients now, and the response has been phenomenal, because they've gone, "My God, you've really captured me!" Or their clients come in and go, "Absolutely, that—that is just—that is so you. The colours, the fonts, the images, the tone of voice." The whole personality of the site is a real reflection of them. And that's across all platforms, all touch points. It could be a business card, um, email signature, leaflet, website, social media, all of that. So that's what I build for the client. So we strip it, strip it all down, build it up, launch them in, and then we'll say, okay, let's have a look at how we can productize your knowledge. So I literally, from I think that's American term, soup to nuts. Um, is, is the term. While well, we do deliver the whole package, I've got a brilliant team of designers that, that work with me as well. So we, we do everything. And I'm so pleased. And my new site is going live soon. And I am absolutely blown away by it. I'm really chuffed. And also, my other clients, they're, they're just the work we're putting out there now is, is brilliant.
0: It's, and I love it. So bit... interesting what you're saying there. I'm listening to you as you're saying it, and I'm and I'm of course thinking of my own brand and thinking, okay, that's interesting. What am I representing my own brand? And um, the interesting thing was, is a, a few days ago I put out a video in in one of my groups and said, hey, you know, are you going to get judged on your appearance? Appearance, yes, you are. Should you care? No, you shouldn't. And you know, on reflection, when I'm talking to you here, I'm thinking to myself, yeah. well, that's my brand. That's me. That's who I am yeah. because of the type of person I am. Um, but for somebody else who's made Maybe selling hair products. <laughs> if they got on a video and their hair looked like they'd just been dragged through a hedge backwards, then they should really care whether they're being oh, absolutely, judged on their yeah.
1: appearance. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I mean my my image, my image has very much changed. When I first started off nine years ago, I was pinstripe suit. I never wore a tie and I had the glasses and stuff like that. Now you look at me, you'll normally find me with a beanie hat on, um, <laughs> you know, a down jacket, that kind of stuff because that that's i've i've morphed the brand the image which is more me yeah the more i've worked on this the more i think actually this is the true representation of me and when you see the new site when that goes live pretty soon simonjordan.com, there's a plug for it you'll see because there's three elements says brand adventure and planet which we'll you know we'll go on to talk about but um
0: oh I love it oh yeah. Simon you get me excited. honestly I've I've just started sort of jumping up and down on the spot there love the fact that you're you're changing your sort of brand your website to encapsulate everything about you. So you've kind of got the professional side, the business, this is what we do, we do branding. And then you've got the adventure side, which is yeah. you and getting out there. And then you've got the planet side, which of course is what you, you're you passionate about and your your belief. Um, yeah. This is something I've been really struggling with over the last few months while I've been thinking about um, my journey moving forward. Do you put it all on one website? And lots of other people will ask that same question. You know, how how um, kind of open do we be about ourselves and our passions and perhaps our hobbies and things, as well as our professional life. And you hear lots of people online now say, hey, get out there, be authentic, show you. And I think a lot of people, there's a lot of fear about that. Can you just talk about that a little bit, about that whole kind of showing you as a person as well within your brand?
1: Right. Well, well if, if you think about it, if you think about the big corporations, I mean, life in terms of marketing and branding, certainly for the individuals, has changed very much and this is what I'm doing with a lot of my clients now, and I have done for a, a number of years now, you're, if we are the face of the business as you are, people want to know, well, who is Joe Barnes? Okay, we've got the business side of it, but what do you like? If, if I'm going to be paying you uh, and I'm going to be working one-to-one with you, what are you like as a person? Are you, are you fun to work with? Or are you, are you deadly serious? Or what's the personality behind it? You know, what's the, the personal side behind you? You know, what's your story? And people need to know that. Now, in mine, it actually all comes together because um, in October this year, we're in 2018 now, I'm going to be taking a group of entrepreneurs from around the world. We're going up back to Morocco. I've just come back from there. I've just been climbing in the Atlas Mountains. And that is part of the adventure and i see life as an adventure so we've got brand so that when you land on my site the first thing you see is brand uh, that's the first thing because that's where that's that's where, you know where i started from essentially i mean i've been doing it for, for long enough and that's what i want to get people hooked into but i see life as an adventure and your business should be part of that and an adventure is yeah it can be tough sometimes well we all know it can be tough but also it can be amazing when you get to the top of the peak when I, mean, I just stood on the highest mountain in north africa a week ago today and it was phenomenal but it was bloody hard work getting up there. Mm. But that is a great metaphor for life. We've then got the planet. So that's brand adventure and planet. And the planet is my contribution. That's what I'm doing. I, I set up an initiative last year, which I'll talk about in a bit. Um, and I think everyone needs to do that. You know, to have the, the full wheel of life, you need to be, contrib- you know, contributing. You know, there's all that, you know, you've got your money, finances, spiritual, health, fitness, all that kind of stuff. But there needs to be contribution element. what are you doing for that? So that's part of that. And what that does... Very quickly, it gives someone a really good idea of who, who is Simon Jordan? What's he all about? And I'm not just a cold-faced uh, website uh, like a lot of uh, corporations are. I mean, this is where we as, um, as, as solo business owners or solopreneurs, if you want to call it that, we have an advantage over the big corporations because people can see the real us. I mean, <laughs> McDonald's springs to mind, I mean, it's, 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 um, whatever you, you believe about them. But that's, that's just, it's a massive corporation. Where's the person behind that? Well, there isn't, oh, it's because Ronald. it's just, it's a Ronald. huge thing.
0: It's Ronald yeah, yeah, Ronald
1: McDonald, <laughs> the bloody clown. Yeah, most people are scared of clowns, aren't they? But what's the person? I mean, you get an idea with Richard Branson with his adventures. That, that's He's almost like a, a one off, really. Mm. Um, but when this is where we have an advantage, we can show the true personality behind that. I mean, I say to people, when you're sending out newsletters, don't just put in about, you know, selling all the time. or just I mean, adding value is important. But maybe put some personal stuff in there so they can see the person behind that. They can get to know you. And there's three things in any, in any marketing, in any sales. There's do they know you, do they like you, and do they trust you? So if you're sharing things with them, saying, hey, you know, I've just come back from the Atlas mountains, or I've just had a fantastic picnic with kids, and it's been brilliant, just a little paragraph about that, it shows the human side of us. You know, because we buy from people we like. You know, people buy people. And that's what we need to do. It's the personality behind that. It's not just about, here I am, business, 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 business. Well, who are you beyond that? And when well, I used to run uh, four networking events, oh, years ago now, and I got fed up with asking, hi, Joe, so what is it you do? So I, and I stopped doing that, and I'd sit down with someone. We'd, we'd have a 10-minute meeting, like, so, say, hi, Joe, tell me what you do when you're not working, or tell me what you're passionate about right now. And suddenly, the energy would change. Well, I really love gardening. I really love, And you get to see the real person. And afterwards, so, so it's a, what is it you actually do? But you've seen the passion because, I mean, it's sad you should all be passionate about your business. If you're not, then you need to look at why you're doing it. But it's to see the other side of them, to get to know the real person. Because if I'm going to work with someone, I want to know what they're like beyond work. Are, are they good fun? Are they, are they, you know, personable? All that kind of stuff. So as part of your brand, yes, it's important to put that out there.
0: I love tell me what you're passionate about right now. I love that. Yeah. What an awesome question. I am totally nicking that. And next time I go to an event <laughs> yeah, and I go, go to quite it. a few, I am going to be saying, I'm literally going to sit there and say, so tell me what you're passionate about right now. And I'm love-
1: to be- when you go to the dentist, so when you've got your mouth full of stuff, what, what are you passionate about right now?
0: Well, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to get a perplexed look because my dentist is Thai, so they, oh, they right. probably will look at me not knowing what I'm talking about. But no, I do, I do go to the old, you know, the odd lunch and stuff like that, and I shall definitely ask that question, I, and I, I yeah. hope to get some interesting answers. Um, yeah, okay, so go, just going back to the personal branding for a second. Um, yeah. Okay. This is a question that I get asked and have been asked over the years many times. What if I don't want to be a public figure? What if I don't want to be out there and share in my life with everybody? How do I build my brand then?
1: I would say, well, good luck. Um, <laughs> you, you can't, you know, the, the mouse doesn't get rewarded. You have to be out there. I mean, if you're in a line of business where you don't need to be, if it's just selling, if it's cold calling or whatever it is, then then, then fine. But in today's world, if it really depends what your goals are, you know, if you're happy just to bring in a couple of thousand pounds a month and that's it, and then fine, if what you're doing is working for you, great. I mean, I'm not here to change people. And I mean, I do take people out of their comfort zone, mm-hmm. but if you just want to play small, then that's fine. But if you're feeling uncomfortable playing small and you actually feel you've got a bigger role to, to play on the planet and you want to serve more, then you've got to get out there. Um, you know, you you can't be just in a in a huge crowd stood there with your head to be noticed. No. You can't. The, the world is so busy now, um, and it's so it's so there's so much confusion, and we're so time poor. It seems, even though we spend most of our time staring at our phones. But to stand out there, you need to do that. So, yes, it all depends, Joe, on on your business. What you what you want to be doing? I mean, I, I was very much an extrovert, and I think I've sort of over the years I've sort of become an introvert or an extrovert with introverted tendencies. I mean, I live up here on the mountain with dogs and my partner, um, you know, middle of nowhere, and I'm quite happy with that. I go into London, do my bit for a couple of days, and then come back. I think, oh, thank God for that. But it's it's worked for me because I've I've built that up. I spent you know this is nine years now in my own business, and I worked my backside off, networked all over the place for the first couple of years. Um, so I've built that recognition up. But coming from scratch now, if you want to get out there, you've just got to do it. You've got to go and meet people. You've got to talk to people. You've got to engage with people. You've got to add value to their lives. So they, so they get talking about you.
0: Fortune favours the brave. as Yeah, absolutely, it does, yeah. Somebody yeah. famous once said, I can't remember who said Yes. Yes. <laughs> <that. laughs> um, where do you think the confidence to be able to go and hold your own in a networking meeting or whatever comes from I know that's a really big question, but do you think that uh, – and this is a total way out there, but I'm just listening to you talking about networking and being out there. And and I, and I just – you know, I know so many people just have this fear of getting out there. And, and I did a post uh, a couple of weeks ago on moving out of your comfort zone and the difference between yeah. people who um, – just do it, you know, even though they're scared, because the consequences of not doing it are worse than doing it versus the people who don't do it because the consequences of doing it are worse than, than doing it, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, can you just just give us some advice on how people could maybe, you know, oh gosh, I don't know, not increase their confidence, but get out there and do it even though they're scared?
1: well that's to be honest that's it isn't it you know you just have to do it i mean i've i've been speaking in public for for years now and you can go on lots of courses but there is nothing quite like actually doing it that's the the only way to do it is time on on in front of the microphone or time in front of people so like i was just saying you know walking up mountain to train for that it's, it's called time on your feet and you know, the more time you're on your feet backpacking or whatever then the fitter you'll become, and it's you know it's it's important. It's the same with that, you know. You've just got to start speaking in front of people. It's the mm-hmm. only way to do it. And yes, it is bloody scary, and some people fear public speaking more than they do death, um, which is bizarre. But uh, but but it's true. So the only way is just,
0: it's just to, to do, do it. it. But
1: yeah. yeah, I mean, there's 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 a coaching techniques I use where, where people think, well, if you don't do it, what are the consequences? If you keep doing where you, what you're doing now. Do you think you're still going to be successful? Are you going to still hit your goals or or do what you do? Think about who you're doing. Look at your why. You know, you're doing it for your family. Is your family important to you? Well, sure it is. And if you want to spend more time with them, you need to do certain things. And if one of those is speaking to the many, so that means going out there and speaking to a networking event or wherever, are your family worth that? Is that worth you getting out of your comfort zone and doing it? Yeah. Probably the answer is yes. think well just just get out there and do it start small the thing is when people see you speak no one is sitting there going oh i can't wait for joe or simon to cock up oh this is gonna be great it's not like that people oh they all know that yeah it's quite scary so just start but also don't be afraid of pauses when you do that um so like let's say you're presenting on something actually actually, let
0: let me give you let me give you a great example on that that's a that's that's, a that's a great one actually Simon this podcast right um when I when I decided I was going to do this podcast one of the things that really held me back from doing the podcast is that I was um I'm quite nervous of interviewing people I'm a very confident person um but last time I did a series of interviews I came away from it thinking oh I didn't do a great job you know and so I really wanted to do the podcast but I was um super nervous and I thought you're just going to have to get out there and do it and with every podcast you do you're going to get better and then I was listening yeah. to Tim Ferris and one of the things he does on his podcast if you listen to him he takes big pauses he will mm. somebody will have a, a you know they'll speak for a while and then there'll be a period of silence where he's processing what they just said and he's thinking about you know and he takes this huge pause and then he goes back in and says, right, I just want to touch back on, you know, and it, and he's not afraid at all of having that little bit of silence and just taking his time over, yeah. what's my next question going to be or what what's relevant now, you know, depend- yeah. what, what they just said. Um, so t- two examples there. you just got to do it even though you might be a bit nervous and, yeah, don't be afraid of pauses.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, <laughs> well what we tend to do, we tend to fill the pauses with ums and i'm 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 the youngest of five kids and when we were sitting around the dinner table at night if you paused someone else would jump in so you filled it with um uh, and that kind of thing so and it sounds awful when you're on stage and doing it so but what it also does it emphasizes certain things so if i said to you personal branding is the way forward in today's marketplace pause so the best way to do that is and it gives more gravitas around what you've just said, but it, it does come with confidence.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, and it's how you stand, how you move around stage as well, how you project your voice. And um, confidence comes with practice. Confidence,
0: oh, just just absolutely. Practice. That's all. That's all. Yeah. it is Anyway, but let's it, move on. Yeah, go so, on. Oh, sorry, go on, son, yes. What we're going to finish on? No, Can just
1: a, the last. The last thing I was going to say is when I first started speaking, <laughs> is to picture and. Put, there's a feeling and there's an energy. Relate with the energy, how you want it to end. Do you want everyone to be standing up and go, oh, Joe, that was amazing, brilliant. And attach yourself with that outcome. Don't think about the beginning, middle. Just think about the end, how you want it to end, how you want the response to be. And imagine it's already happened. I like that. There's a big thing on that. Muhammad Ali used to call it future history. Um, when he'd go in for a fight, he would think about the end result, him standing there holding the, the winner's belt. He wouldn't think about anything else, just that. And the brain tunes into that and thinks, well, it's already happened. It can't do anything else but that. So you've really got to focus on that.
0: I like that. That's really good. That's clever. Um, I like that very much. Um, okay, no, I want to talk about mountains because um, I think okay. that uh, there is going to be some really good correlation between um, the physical training, the mental training, and then the doing of what you've just been doing um, yep. with with business. So you are an adventurer, Simon. Tell us a little bit about... You're always off... I'm, I'm on Facebook and I see you here, there, and everywhere. <laughs> you were at Everest yeah. Base Camp not long ago. Yep. You've just been to yep. Morocco. Yep. So, I don't yep. know, just talk us... Tell us, where are some of the the most amazing places you've been in the last, I don't know, two or three years?
1: Um, Well, funny enough, three, four years ago, I'd never climbed a mountain. uh, But I've always been an outdoor person. I just love it. I I love the connection, mother nature. Um, It's just where I, I get my clarity. And years and years ago, I was massively overweight. I was on drink, drugs and all the rest of it um i was 382 pounds i've forgotten how many kilos you were in, but...
0: not 382
1: pounds yes yes 23 stone yeah i was um i could stand in the shower there were parts of me that couldn't get wet so the guys listening to this will know about that um, Gosh, oh, and, and through I running i never would
0: have guessed that i never would have guessed yeah that. yeah, okay. yeah. Well,
1: well i i went to i went to doctors and they said oh mr jordan you're you're depressed here's some drugs i thought well i'm already on drugs they just happen to be the illegal ones and I thought, I'm just got to grab myself and, and sort myself out. So 18 months later, now weighing 13 stone, 182 pounds, I finished the London Marathon three hours, 45. And I didn't know about personal development. I didn't know about any of that. And this does all relate to, to mountains. But I did that through through exercise. I did through through sport. I was running. Um, and when I started off, that was, that was painful. There was a lot of wobble when I started. And ever since then, I just thought, this, this is the way. It's being outside. It gives you clarity. You know, No matter how hard your day is, if you get out there or you go to the gym or something like that, it just, when the endorphins are going and they're flooding right, you just, you get a better sense of things. So I would, I've lived in France, for I lived in London for 20 odd years. I lived in France for a year. I came back here and I just love it here. I love the mountains. I'm only an hour away from the highest mountain in, in Wales. Mount Snowden, um, and all around there. And I spend most of the weekends, in fact, this weekend, so I haven't just come back from the Atlas Mountains last weekend. This weekend, I'm going off wild camping with my brother. I'm going to be climbing uh, a ridge called the Nantley Ridge. And last time I did that, two years ago, I fell and knackered my shoulder. So this time, I'm going to conquer it. But when you're out there, it's it just, you get clarity. You're detached from, so, so you become disconnected from technology and, and you know work and everything else and you become more connected the, the connected with the people you're with with you um I mean the trek we've just done was actually harder than base camp. It wasn't as high. I mean base camp is seventeen and a half thousand feet. Wow. This was just over four thousand meters which is 13 and a half about thirteen six thousand feet. But the the climb up there it was very quick. We climbed up there pretty quick, and there was a lot of snow, a lot of ice, and we were using ice axes and crampons, and it was just hard slog. And when you're doing that, all you can think about is one foot in front of the other, and you've got the camaraderie with your you know your fellow trekkers, um, and you've just and spending time with them. And when you've all you know exhausted, you have a bond. There is a certain bond about that. I'm not. Thinking, I'm taking. Um, a group of people out we're not we're not going to do high level we're not going to do altitude uh trekking or climbing we're going to just do low level but I'm going to take them out in october um and then that next big adventure we're going to go to Aconcagua, which will be twenty twenty and that's a twenty three thousand meter peak sorry it's twenty three thousand feet not meter uh twenty three thousand feet so that's a big altitude climbing Where's again that? it's just that's in south america okay. um it's one of the seven highest peaks i'm I'm not interested in summiting everest things like that it's um I don't want to do that. I've, I've, seen, I've seen Mother Mountain Everest, and it, she's beautiful, but I've got no interest in going at me. But being out there, you just get a different perspective. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at my um, – I've, I've got a laptop. I've got, then got a bigger screen, and it was the, the Khumbu Valley um, I'm looking at. It. So it's, it's, on, it's on the desktop. And we were looking, walking along there, and it's, the, it's like a, a – um, it's where a glacier has gone down. And then to our right, there was like a little hill. And then to our left, there was these massive mountains, which is sort of 23, 24,000 feet high. And you could almost touch them. And it was like walking through Mount Olympus and with the God looking down on you. And it was, you know, there's different weather systems up there, but they were so close. And just being in that atmosphere, it gives you a whole new perspective on life. And it's, it's just phenomenal. The energy, the... And you bring that back, you bring that energy back with you to work um and how i work with my clients and it just it, it affects you mm. so for me being out there being in the elements it clears my head gives me clarity so when i'm back doing what i love as well working with my clients it's just it's phenomenal and, how, and that, that's what i want other people to experience Sorry, how, how,
0: how fit how fit did you need to get in order to do these treks and climbs
1: you don't need to be marathon fit. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm training all the time. Now, I'm training for a triathlon. I've got a, a, an ultra marathon coming up at the end of August, which is a 36-miler coastal path, incredibly hilly. Um, I've got various other races. In fact, I'm swimming training tonight. I was uh, cycling and running yesterday, which is bloody hard work, actually. They call it brick training, where you cycle, and then you get off the bike and then run, and your legs are a bloody mess. But no, you don't have to be super fit. You just need to be able to walk with a backpack on um, up a hill for minimum six hours. I mean, one of the longest days we have was about 11 hours. I love that. that. Was, we was...
0: <laughs> you don't have to be super fit. You just have to be able to walk with a backpack on up a hill for about six hours. Yeah. <laughs> That's
1: not yeah. uber fit. Well, the thing is you, you don't have to be like, oh, you can go and run a marathon, things like that. It's yeah, just, yeah. it's not. But it's also about mental fitness to know that, you know what, when you're absolutely knackered. I mean, some, I, mean I, I never seem to sleep that brilliantly when I'm away certainly at altitude none of us really suffered with altitude because we're all sort of used to it but you um just some of the bed you're sleeping on it's not it's not your home bed so i I never so some nights probably getting four hours sleep per night but if you can put that aside and just get on with it that's there's the mental fitness in there as well can you focus on the end goal and know that hey the rest of the group is suffering as well just get on with it
0: what motivates um, you? you what motivates in those moments though because that is tough i mean that is yeah. really tough uh, just a normal day when you've only had 4 hours sleep can be tough just getting through the day yeah, yeah. let alone trying to climb up a mountain so what what is it that keeps you moving forward
1: a stupid sense of humor <laughs> we, we we were being so rude and so stupid it was hilarious we we just didn't stop laughing you yeah, know we're all knackered and someone says, oh, I've got to go for a wee behind a rock because there isn't anywhere else. And then you just you
0: the, to- the, toilet, the toilet and- humour comes out, yeah.
1: Oh, absolutely. It just It's just that kind of stuff, and you take the mickey out of each other. And But it's it's a love for being there. And you stand, and you look out. You know, when, when we're at the top of uh, Jebel Tupko, uh, we're looking out, and you can see the Sahara in the distance, and you're looking out for miles and miles, and you're 13,500 feet on the highest mountain in North Africa, knackered. But you're thinking, oh, my God, this is amazing. It is just phenomenal. And you're thinking, it's, it's also it comes to gratitude. You know, you think, oh, God, I'm absolutely knackered. Uh, and My legs are tired. But I then think, but isn't that great? I have the ability to complain about my legs. Some people would just wish they had legs. Mm. Or some people would wish they had the ability to do this. Or maybe they're in a horrible situation or whatever where they just they could never do something like this. I am so lucky I'm able to do this as I'm lucky that I'm, I've I have managed, you know, I've, I've worked with clients to buy the equipment and we're, we're speaking there's always something to have gratitude about, doesn't matter how hard your life is, there's always someone worse off and if you can relate back to that, I think god yeah, I mean what, what, a, what a lovely problem to have that you're absolutely knacky if you only have four hours sleep but you're walking up a mountain of your choice and the views you're seeing and you're with great people and you're having a laugh so what, you'll get sleep some, you know, some other day <laughs> it's you know, so there's, that's that's how I play it, and also the sense of humor. I mean, none, it was great that all the people on this trek, none of us were, were were bitching or moaning. We all just cracked on with it, and we all jibbed each other along. And it's just it was fantastic. We can't wait to do another one. So
0: makes a difference. You've you've talked quite a lot about people um, while well, we've been talking about both the brand and the uh, training and the trekking and everything um, in business. You know, people think, oh, well, what was I listening to earlier? Where Oh, I can't remember the life of me now, you can't do it alone, what the guy said. Something I was listening yeah. to earlier, the guy said, you cannot do it alone. It is impossible um, to build a, a, a successful business um, or a successful project completely on your own, whether you're in partnership with somebody or whether it's a team of people that you're working with or whether it's a, yeah. it's a team of people you know who are simply supporting you, from a bit, but you can't do it on your own. You've talked a lot about people, so it sounds like that's hugely important in, in almost every area of our life
1: it is it is and i to be honest i got fed up of doing stuff on my own um i've worked on my own now for nine years i've got a, a group of tech guys out in america and india who do my geeky stuff but they're part of the team but there's no real communication it's just you know you go on and brief the job in online and i came back from base camp last year in november I know december we came back and i was saying to my partner you know i, I love building the websites but I actually, it takes so much time doing all the fiddly stuff and also design. I love doing the branding stuff, but I need to find someone within two days. This is the power of the universe. Two days, this guy popped up and said, hey, just got chatting. See, so you went to base camp, blah, blah, blah. It's great. We got chatting. So we do this kind of stuff. So I said, okay, send me some examples. And then lo and behold, I'm, he's now doing all my website design. We, I do all the branding work with my clients and then working with him and his team. And it's fantastic. Now they've become my team. They don't really work for anyone else <laughs> because I'm putting so much work that way. But absolutely, and there's a great line. Um, oh, I think it's a brilliant film called Into the Wild. It's a true story. It's a sad story, but it's amazing. About this, this, this he's a young guy, gives up everything to go out and live in Alaska, and he goes through all these t- issues. But in, essentially, the, the end line is happiness is doubled when shared. And I think we're with the team with a group of people, whoever, you know, when you're at the top of the mountain or when you've finished a project or what do you deliver, whatever it is, if you can share it with someone else and discuss it, it it's doubled. You know, the, the, the glory of it or whatever you want to think about, it, it is doubled. It's, it is important. You know, there's no point standing on top of a mountain go, whoa, this is fantastic, and look around and go, ah, there's no one else to share it with. Yeah, That's a bit boring. And no one can understand that when, you know, you come down from a mountain, you're talking about it with someone else who wasn't there with you, it's hard. You know, we all know we've been off to events and come back. We're all fired up. We go back and talk to other halves or family members. And they go, like, oh, that's nice, Joe. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And they have no idea. They, they can't relate to it. So it's nice when you can share it with someone who understands it and appreciates that. And it, has, it was there with you.
0: Oh, I never but forget. Yeah. I never forget coming home from a Unleash the Power Within event. So, I'd had had Tony Robbins, you know, for four days and a a room full of, I don't know, a thousand, you know, screaming, jumping, singing, going crazy people. Um, Yeah. And when I came home, none of the people I came home to had gone to that event. I'd gone on my own. Um, And even though some of them knew Tony Robbins and appreciated him, they hadn't been to the event. So, of course, I come back and I'm absolutely on cloud nine. I've just been jumping up and down for four days and, you know, I've... Feeling amazing, and I'm going to change my life. And it took it took a matter of days to, you know, suddenly kind of hit the ground. And not even that, probably two days to sort of hit the ground. um You know, because the people around you just weren't bought into what you were bought into.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I completely agree, and I've I've, I've been there as well. Because I've, I've I've done two of his Unleashed the Power, then. Um, and second time, I just got a free ticket. It's not like I was a <laughs> I was a junkie on Tony Robbins. But it's true, and you come back and people go, oh, right, and that you just don't get it. That, that is, it's a very intense experience for those four days, as you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
1: mm-hmm. it's better when you can share stuff and yeah. put a team around you. So that, absolutely. That, whoever said that on the interview was absolutely right. Yeah.
0: yeah. So just going back a few years, before, before we move on to um, the planet, uh, yeah. when you were hugely yeah. overweight and you were living your life and, yeah. and, and it wasn't going in the direction you wanted to, what was it that made you, what was it that made the change? What happened that made the change?
1: I got pissed off, to be honest. I was—I went to the doctors and I thought, "Oh, I've got to do something." Because my partner, she became my wife, um, now ex-wife, something. Um, she said, "You've got to go and see the doctor." Because I just—I was heading downwards. I wanted to end it all, you know. All that. I, was, I was too chicken to to top myself. Really, um, I'm sort of laughing about it, but it's, it's a very serious, mm. serious point. And when the doctor said, "Well, here's some pills," I just thought, "Oh, you know what? Screw you. I've got to take." And and I think a lot of people expect someone else to save them. Mm. Expect someone else to fix it, and it's life is you've got to take your own responsibility, no one else is going to do it for you, really. You've got to make the decision, even if you ask for help and you need help, you've got to be that person to make that decision. And I thought, I've got to take my life into my own hands, I've got to take responsibility for it. And I didn't know about personal development, I've never heard of Anthony Robbins or any of these people, and I just thought, I've just got to do it. And it just through relating enough pain to my situation uh, and i think that's what we need to do to relate enough pain to it and thinking god where am i going to end up if i continue down this path i wouldn't be here now um and i wanted to there was something inside me just that spark right i've got to take it around turn it around and i did and i've always been fascinated now by how we make those decisions how we change and i I try and instill that in my clients, you know, when, when they don't feel brave enough or whatever to get out there and do it, I, I instill what I learnt into them. And it makes a massive difference. It really does. It's to believe in yourself. It's also about self-love, which is something we never taught. Self-love is vital. I would say, you know, if you fall in love with you, the world will follow suit. If you don't love you, if you don't take care of you, you'll be treated like crap. You'll meet the wrong partners and all this kind of stuff. And the, the universe will keep giving you lessons until you learn. So that's the trick, self-love.
0: What I'd like to do is we talked about your branding and we've talked a little bit about your adventure, which I love because that totally resonates with me. Um, now let's talk about the planet um, yeah. because tell us about your project.
1: Well, on June last year, so 2017, um, I, mean, I, I live near the beach and I, every morning and every evening I sort of take the dogs down walk on the beach and... I was walking down one beach, one of my favourite beaches, a beach called Whistling Sands, and I saw it was a, a, a seabird called a Manx Shearwater, and it had uh, one of those locking rings wedged on its neck around, around its head. Uh, you know, if you, if you remove a, a milk bottle and you have that plastic ring around it, you see one yep. drinks, you know, that was on its head, and essentially it couldn't, couldn't move, it couldn't feed. So I gathered it up, took it, found uh, the RSPB, and the Royal Society of Prevention to Cruelty the of birds, RSPPs, whatever it is, they said, take it to the vets, went to the vets, and the poor thing died. And I just thought, oh, this is terrible. It died because of, you know, humanity's just carelessness, really. And so that was the first straw. If you think the straw that broke the camel back. I then witnessed a video on uh, Facebook, someone who shares about a whale that came into this dock, and it wouldn't move, and it was a great big thing, and it was actually causing issues. The people couldn't get the boats out, and it was But So they, they thought, something's wrong here. So the only way to, to, to move, but they actually had to shoot it, which is terrible. But I think the whale, you know, the universe gives us signals. They hoisted this thing out, cut it open, and it was filled with plastic bags. I just thought, this is terrible. Later on that afternoon, I was walking down another beach called Hell's Mouth, which is a great big surface beach, and I found a two-litre, its was, two, it was massive, I've never seen a milk carton so big, this plastic container full of milk, took the lid off, emptied it, and I thought, I'm going to take this off the beach. And I saw these other people standing there and saying, oh, isn't it a beautiful view, lovely, but then then walking off the beach and not taking any of the litter. And a lot of stuff gets washed up, as it does on all beaches. And I thought, you know what, if we could all just take five things, it doesn't matter where you are, park in the street, pick up five bits of litter each day, we could all make a difference and it just came to me. I think five things clear so that night i went back <coughs> and set up the hashtag five things clear i set up an instagram account i thought maybe this could do something in just over a month it had gone global people were using that hashtag they were tagging me um, from far away from japan philippines australia south america brazil um south america south um, um south africa Round Africa, all across the globe. Russia, as I think I said, Russia, just phenomenal. Across Europe, brilliant. And it's really gathered pace. And I've talked at schools now. Uh, we're organising a big race here where we're going to be running 20 miles, covering five beaches, and we're going to do a beach clean with the schools here called The Big Five. Uh, I'm working with the Welsh Wildlife Trust. Um, and Because it's also, you know, I'm, I'm, I live in Wales, and we've got the Wales Year of the Sea this year. And every day I'm down the beach picking up. I was down there very early yesterday and I picked up, I found a great big carpet, which is obviously fallen off a trawler. And I picked up so much stuff. And it's just amazing. Every day I see it. And I said, God, if we could all do our bit. And I said, I said, I see so many people walking out in the hills and and the beaches. And, oh, isn't it beautiful? Isn't it beautiful? Well, then put your money where your mouth is. Pick up some litter, take it off the beach. You don't have to clear it all. But if you take up just five things. So I just say, five things clear every day and if you do pick up stuff and you want to join in the movement the five things clear heroes take a picture of your stuff it doesn't doesn't have to be a picture of you it could be just what you're holding and just tag it with a hashtag number five things clear and i'll pick it up wherever wherever it is twitter instagram or facebook and we'll put it on the page
0: is that a gas bottle just, is that a gas bottle that's yeah yeah it was a gas bottle and, that a, that picked up it's, yesterday. It's balloons
1: yeah, that, that was that was a gas bottle, and it was It's a helium bottle to filling up balloons. Now balloons are awful because people let them off, and they are oh, brilliant. There's, there's car companies when they're launching new model, they let all these balloons off, and it's also with these the lanterns as well. You know the 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 lanterns you light. They they land somewhere. Balloons will land. They get they get uh, wrapped around animals' necks. It's unbelievable. Do not release balloons into the wild. They're really not because they land somewhere. They land in a farmer's field friend of mine's a farmer, and if they land in the field and he, he doesn't see them, if he's churning up his crop, his feed for the animals in the winter, if there's balloon, plastic, glass or whatever in that feed, that hay bale, the cattle will eat it. He won't know it because he can't see it. It's all wrapped up. They'll eat it. They then die. So if you're leaving litter out there, you're killing wildlife. It's as simple as that. So, so what I'm saying is just when you're out there, if you see stuff, pick it up.
0: Oh, I've got so much to say on this. Okay, gosh, yeah. where do I start? All right. First of all, um, I, I'm going to put my hands right up now and say I did walk past litter and didn't do anything about it. I went to Bali and um, my sister and I were walking along the really big beach, double six beach or whatever in Bali. And I've yeah. never seen anything like it. Oh, I have never you. seen anything like it in my life. It was so sad. And there was so much. I mean, it was just, there must have been tons, tons of rubbish just washed up along the beach for miles, as far as the eye could see. Um, And you know what it looked like? Um, Over here in in, uh, Southeast Asia, there's lots and lots of boat tours around the islands. Mm. And it looked like um, after people have been on the boats and have had their cups of drinks or eaten their rice out of plastic containers or whatever, that the um, boats are then just dumping the rubbish overboard.
1: Yes. Oh, yes that's what it looks it's, it's unbelievable that's it what really it is. that's
0: what it looked like so i'm just churning my head here thinking well okay well there's an education program there for tour operators that's that's one thing that can be done um, the other thing is is i was on facebook the other day and i'm sure you know about these guys simon they they um there's a company that sells bracelets
1: yeah, ocean planet. Yeah, oh, on yeah. Four, four ocean. Yeah, I've got one. I've got one the. Okay, and,
0: and so what's that? That you can buy a bracelet, and then with the money that you buy the bracelet, they go and clean the beach or clean the sea. Yeah, or well, or
1: those, those bracelets are made up. They've done. They've done uh, different types now, but each one equates to a is it a pound of of litter? So you raise, I think they're twenty bucks or something for for the bracelets, but that helps clear the ocean of of the plastic and that they, they each bracelet is made from ocean plastic as well wow. so you yeah, absolutely i mean the beautiful thing about this is it's i'm not it's not an ego project it's a passion project yeah, and i don't yeah. care it doesn't have to have my face on there i always think it's good to have a person behind there and you see me on on the instagram or facebook just, there's a few videos of me but i just want the other uh, to inspire other people to think yeah i can do it maybe set their own project up it doesn't matter at the end of the day is i would love for this to, uh, for me to close it down in five years' time, for, to not need it. I don't think it will. I think it'll be 50 years or maybe more. Yeah. But I just want to inspire people to go, you know what, do it. And I think what a lot of people – there's two issues here. When it starts from school, when we're kids, because if you're – you know, if you've been mucking around, you get detention or whatever, it's like, right, go and Simon, go and pick up the litter – so it's like a it's it's a bad thing. You see, oh, picking up litter is really bad. It's the worst thing. It's, you know, it means you've you've done something wrong. So there's that there's a stigma attached to it, which we need to change, which I spoke about at a local school. And the other thing is, people think, oh, you know, uh, do I have to pick up it all? No, if you just pick up five pieces, mm. because sometimes, like you were saying, you're walking down that beach, and oh my god, this I can't possibly, you know, I don't have enough time to pick it all up. We'll just pick up five pieces. But in doing that. Maybe do you know, put it on social media, use the hashtag, and then inspire someone else. Someone what we else started last year,
0: yeah, what, yeah,
1: absolutely. What what I did last year, we did the uh, the five things clear challenge. It was like the ice bucket challenge, but this I think was a, a r- real benefit. You pick up a load of litter, and you then tag. You do a video, or however you want to do it, and then tag five of the people and say, right, you do the same, and then it spreads. And we 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 started over in Germany by this other group and they were doing it and they really exploded it so however you do it whether it's five things clear or whatever it doesn't matter there's lots of it was five minute beach clean there's two minute beach clean there's like it doesn't have to be about the beach it's wherever but a lot of the stuff if it's landfill it ends up in the sea it gets blown into the rivers the rivers take it off down to the sea and what i want people to think about is you wouldn't treat your home like that and our planet is our home as well just because you shut the door and you think, oh, it's not ours. When you're out there, it's still our home. We have responsibility on this planet. We owe it everything. Without the planet, without the, the, the food, the animals, whatever, we, we wouldn't survive. So we need to look after our planet as well, for our future generations as well. So if, when you're walking past a bit of litter and think, oh, someone else will see that, pick it up, or Someone at that, or someone else will take responsibility, and that person is you, you can pick it up. And you can buy these litter pickers so cheap, and they're like tongs. They're great. You can pick up the tiniest bit of plastic. So, and also, you know, don't ask for straws, don't have straws, don't, if you buy fish and chips or whatever, um, don't have them in plastic containers. don't get plastic forks, stuff like that. There's so many alternatives out there. Just try and limit your consumption of plastic.
0: I love, I love, I love the um, achievability of this, you know, like I just said there, I was walking through across the beach in Bali and there was so much of it, I didn't do anything. Yeah, because yeah. your instant thought is, well, I can't really do anything. Um, but like you say, you pick up five pieces, just, for, just five pieces, and then do a photograph and tag it. And then other people will see that and say, oh, yeah, I'll pick up five pieces. And other people will say, oh, I'll pick up five pieces. And, um, you yeah. know, and then all of a sudden, you know, you've got more and more people doing it. So I love that. And, and, and it means you are doing something. Um, it may not seem like much. Actually, it was a great story I read. Um, oh, gosh. I, my memory, as I'm getting older, is awful. <laughs> I, I remember I remember certain details and can't remember. Anyway, I read this story. I can't remember who, who, who wrote it or where I read it. But it was about a, a little boy um, and he was on a beach and about – 2000 starfish have been washed up on this beach right and the boy's walking on the beach and he's picking up these starfish and he's throwing them back into the sea and a man comes along and says to him boy what are you doing can't you see how many starfish there are you're never going to make a difference and the boy picks up a starfish throws it into the water and says just made a difference to that one
1: yeah yeah I love that story That's it's so true it's
0: great isn't it, it for
1: every bit of litter it is beautiful I, I, I see for every bit of litter I pick up I see that's not going into a, a sea turtle's mouth or a fish being eaten. Uh, you know, get going into. And I, I did a talk at a school. There's 300 kids. I came on. I dumped a little litter on the stage. And I said, "We all have a problem. You've got a problem. I've got a problem." They're all like, what's this? Have we been told off. And I said, "There's 300. 300 of you here. One in four leatherback sea turtles has plastic in its stomach. So if you were all leatherback sea turtles, 75 of you in this room will be dying right now." Like, wow! My God. It's quite, a, oh, it's an amazing statistics,
0: so statistic, you know,
1: and they were like, oh my God, and, you know, they've really taken on board now. Um, the school's never been so clean. So it, it's important also, we're, we're ending up digesting the plastic as well, microplastics. Um, it, it's so, I mean, polystyrene is awful. I pick up so much and there was, in fact, I stopped and it was a country lane two days ago, great big um, box, polystyrene box. Which they probably keep fishing and they put ice in it, or whatever. I thought if someone had hit that, that would have broken up into millions and millions of pieces, and each one of those would go out into the sea. You know little fish would eat that. It's just those little balls of polystyrene. So, stop using polystyrene if you can. You know, it's just do your reduction and also take stuff off. You know, when we were in um, in the Atlas Mountains in Morocco, they were burning a lot of the stuff. Yeah, you because know, it's just too much to take down the mountains. There's huge bonfires and out in the open, just burning it all just to get rid of it. And there you can pretty much recycle everything. My brother-in-law works for a, um, um, a company called Fresh Start. And they, he said, you can recycle so much. There's companies in Sweden which literally burn everything. I think it is Sweden now. They're running out of material to burn now. And they get energy from it because they're doing such a brilliant job. There's always ways, like car tires, for instance, 100% can be recycled. Everything or you, you just you you use it um, to create you know to create energy, and the only thing that 's left is air people don 't realize that, so we can all do our bit
0: it's just laziness isn 't it and i mean they yeah. they're out near the oh gosh again my memory's playing up on me um, there was a program on telly not long ago all about like mile long two mile three mile five mile long um things of rubbish out in the Pacific and places like that. Just like, you know, all this rubbish just gathers together and creates yeah. this, these, you know, X number of mile long things of rubbish, which is just terrible. You can imagine if you're fish or, um, you know, turtles or, oh, it's just horrendous. It's just horrendous. Well, they're now saying by
1: 2050, there'll be more plastic in the ocean than there will be fish.
0: Well, and isn't isn't that awful. a shame? When, when I think people are starting to become more aware of plastic, because yeah. you know plastic bag usage, I think. Well, I don't know. Is it going down? I know that there are initiatives that are trying to stop. If the there is, it is going down. Is it going down?
1: Yeah, it, it is going down. Yeah, certainly here. The wet Wales brought in the the levy on plastic bags, and there are some places now which have banned all plastic bags. The great thing when when I was out in Nepal, they don't have plastic bags. They have fabric bags. When I was, again, in Morocco, we went to the shops. They had fabric pads. It's just, they're really nice. Why can't we do that here? All this company say, yeah, we're going to stop producing this by 20-whatever. Why can't you do it now? Make it, in. you know, if, if suddenly there was, there were, plummeting into decline or there was a real problems they'd make a massive turnaround but because it's where you know it's always profit over the environment that is the sad thing
0: yeah what about plastic bottles what's 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 the battle against plastic because that that oh. you know people need to realize that that's not just infecting the environment that's infecting them you know I saw I saw oh, a, absolutely I saw an article not long ago where a load of um, scientists did uh, tests on all the you know the biggest plastic bottle brands and all the water had plastic particles yeah. in it
1: Oh, it's, it's terrible, yeah. BP, is it BPAs you can get BPA, bottles? Because yeah. my, my sports bottles are all BPA-free. Is it BPA? Yeah. Uh, I mean, on my desk at the moment, I have a, a shoe bottle, SHO. There's there's different varieties of it. But it's like a flask, and I just fill that up um, with tap water um, or filter water, and I just use that, and I'll take that with me wherever. Um, yeah, it just – you know – I mean, I think the price of water now is more expensive than fuel, which in petrol is ridiculous. You know, there should be more water places available where people can fill up reusable bottles, things like that. We just don't need to use it. I mean, I think, what's the stat? 1. 1.9, 1, sorry, 1.6 billion bottles are produced every day on the planet. It's 1.6 billion. And probably about 80% of that is not recycled. It's awful. It really is. And I think what, what we're also like, Coca-Cola, things like that, because we we as consumers, we want clear plastic bottles. We want to be able to see the liquid inside it. We actually said, actually, we don't mind. We can produce recycled bottles so that they won't be clear. Does it really matter? It's not going to make the drink taste any better or any different. So it's just uh, us as consumers, we are society. People complain about society, but we are society. We can have a choice. We can actually make a decision. I went to Tesco, into Tesco, into ASDA the other day, because we, we, we're out, out in the middle of nowhere we don't have... Uh, Plus ones like Waitrose or <laughs> like that, and I used to buy the sweet potatoes, and they weren't in bags. Now, two sweet potatoes in a plastic tray with a plastic bag over it. And I said to them, "Why are you doing this? Why does it need to be done this?" I'm going to go and buy it from someone else. I'm not going to buy it from here. And I tweeted about it, and a load of other people tweeted as well. And Asda did not reply. And I rep- put out another tweet saying it's interesting why they didn't reply, and they still didn't reply. We as consumers, we can, we can take action and go, no, I'm going to boycott buying this plastic. Or some people buy the stuff, take all the plastic off and then leave it and then take the goods away. But there's still plastic there. So I now go to another shop called Spa, which is wonderful. You go in and all the things is not covered in plastic. You know, it's just, it's ridiculous. We as consumers can make the difference. We are the voice. You know, if we stop buying or we start complaining, they have to listen. So if we don't like it, we need to do something about it. Oh, I but think social media is incredibly powerful. I think that's so, so
0: important, Simon. What you just said there—that we we are—you know—because don't even get me on a discussion about um, <laughs> big corporations, politics, and the pro, the proletariat. Because you know, we are—we're just on this merry-go-round of believing we're controlled by other people when there is enough of us. To stand up and make a stand. Absolutely. You know, you stand together as a group and you stand together and, and, you know, there's a few million of you compared to a few hundred of them. then it's unbelievable the difference that you could actually make. So, uh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So what's the future? Look at at Gandhi.
1: Look at Gandhi. Look, Look at the difference he made. You well know? yeah
0: exactly absolutely yeah um
1: i'm not wearing his outfit though I don't, i'm not going to do that way, walking yeah <laughs> get out you weirdo
0: <laughs> i think uh, i think you could do a good candy um oh, yeah. so what's the future for five things clear where 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 do you see this going
1: um to educate i want to be talking at more schools um and start starting young um, I'm going out and doing doing some more talks and just educating them that way. I was originally going to turn it into a charity, but to, to the paperwork and all that kind of stuff is such hard work. It doesn't need to be a charity. I'm still posting every day. Um, I'm still inspiring other people. People are taking it on themselves and just thinking what they're doing. And it's that's that's all I want to do. I just want to spread the message. I don't, I mean, I we I retreat other people who've got Instagram accounts doing the same thing. It's like core. Group of us from across the globe we're all you know sharing each other's content i just want it to 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 spread um david attenborough has done a, a huge thing and that's that's made a lot of people sit up um i'm just going to keep doing what i'm doing I, I don't it's not world domination i don't want to see my name in lights or me on stage in fact i'm, I'm doing uh, talking about on stage i'm actually speaking at a big london event a couple of hundred people about five things about conscious decisions um and the motivation behind that and the motivation behind me setting up five things clear that's a big gig in, in london um two weeks time but i just want other people to take on take that on board and think you know what i can do my bit that's that's all my mission is for that it's not about five things clear essentially it's not about me it's just i want people to start thinking you know what i've heard about this Five Things Clear. i'm going to do my own thing maybe then they set up their own thing they might do six things clear i don't care all I care about is we make a difference. We start taking responsibility for the rubbish we're putting on this planet because it all matters. You know, I don't want my kids eating plastic when they eat fish. Um, I want people to be able to go outside into Mother Nature and go, oh, isn't this beautiful? Rather than, that's a nice view, but look at the crap I'm standing in. We, we that's, that's all I want. That's all I want.
0: Yeah. Well, well done. It's a, it's a great initiative. Um, and uh, it's a great idea. And it all of a sudden makes what seems like an insurmountable issue surmountable by so many, um, just, yeah. just by everybody doing their, their part. So um, it's, it's phenomenal what you're doing. So what's the future for Simon Jordan? What, what, what's, hey, what, well. what are your goals over the next few years?
1: Oh well, I've got two books which I'll finally finish. I've just been coming in and out of the energy. Uh, one is one is uh, a personal thing, which is called "Everything's Perfect, We Just Don't Know It Yet," um, and the other one is uh, a, 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 it's a marketing branding book for coaches called "Attract and Serve." You know how you can attract the right clients and how you can serve them. Um, it's all about serving them rather than focusing on the money. Because I think if you serve, if you focus on the on serving them to the best of your ability, the money flows anyway. Um, I learned that a long time ago and it's made a big difference. So there's that there is setting up more of these retreats if you want to call them where I'm taking people off into we're going to use Morocco as the base because you can get to it so easy. It's ridiculous. I can fly to Morocco from here in three and a half hours. Whereas to get a train from here, I can get from here to used London usually in three and a half hours. and i'm mad. Yeah, crazy. So um but so Wales just just to do that and
0: nowhere.
1: it it where I am yeah on <laughs> the in the thin peninsula it really is in the middle of bloody nowhere. Um to take more people out, I want more people to be serving the best they possibly can, to really live in their passions, to have, to be brave, and to really light fires and for the whole world to see. And that's what I want. I want more success for the people I'm working with. Um, I want them to be looking back, and going, "Amazing! Look what I'm doing now! Look what I've created!" look at the, the difference I'm making on the planet. Because that's why I work with coaches, because they're, they're making a difference. Um, and I want them to serve the best they possibly can. And I also, I hear so many, and I see so many people getting ripped off uh, by people who are just are charging fortunes for websites or whatever, and just not delivering in, uh, the, the, the ingredients for that person as a client to serve the best, the way, the best possible way they can. Uh, and my my job is I, I make sure they can do that. They have all the equipment, and then continue to work with them. So really that's that's where I'm going. Um, I'm not after world domination. It's just and for me to keep feeding my family, keep taking on adventures, and inspiring other people so they can do the same. That that's it, really
0: so um regard rega- not much no no not too busy there um regards your I, I'm, I'm very inspired and i'm really looking forward to seeing the new simonjordan.com when that comes out i'm mm. I, I feel i'm going to be inspired to make changes to my website because of, of of what you've been saying on this podcast about you know just getting it out there you know, i will show you the beta link yeah after this i'm i I'm, I'm really am looking forward to it because i do i love that whole you know what this is the professional bit this is the kind of adventure yeah. bit this is my passion project this is is my contribution. I really love that. You've really inspired me with that. Um, and I think I'm not going to be the only one. I think there's probably going to be quite a few people listening to this that are going to be thinking, oh gosh, yes, I love that. So yeah. with that in mind... Um, and us talking earlier about personal branding and getting out there, what would you say are a couple of practical steps somebody listening to this podcast could start doing right now with a view to um, moving forward with their with their branding for their business, for themselves? You know, what's a couple of really good practical steps that they could take right now?
1: Okay. First one is... Um looking at themselves what you could do uh one of the questions i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna go through the whole branding question i do with you because we, we don't have enough time but you could ask your current clients why they bought from you what is it about you or that that they like so it might be hey joe i just you're great fun to work with you're really knowledgeable um you're really passionate i love your energy so if those are the keywords are coming I mean it's it's you know maybe give your clients a bottle of wine for doing it because it is invaluable. It really is it's priceless information. When you've got those words, maybe it's fun, energy, passion, um, insight, or innovative, whatever. Look at your current marketing. Do those values come across? Is the do the colours need to be brightened up a bit more? Does the, is the photo of you wearing a suit and looking a bit dowdy? Is that really, you know, the, the incorporating those values? Um, when you send out emails, are you doing dear John or whatever? Or it you'll be hi, how are you do? A bit more conversational. So that's one step. The second one is what this is a big question. What do you want your clients saying about you? And it's a lot of, they, they, a lot of people don't ask this. In fact, a lot of people don't ask it at all. They don't think about it. If you want your clients, and it could be an aspirational thing, if you want your clients saying amazing work Simon, absolutely brilliant, Joe, whatever, you know. Um you really look after look after me, uh, you're such a great cheerleader, you're empathic, whatever, if you want them saying that and they're not saying that right now, where can you tweak that? So it, it it could be the smallest thing. It could be how you pick up the phone. It could be the message on the answer machine. It could be how you email people. It could be how you post on social media, all those kind of things, how you look after the clients, how you check in with them. I mean, I've worked with a client before, and two months later I was looking at the website saying, you know what, I'm fussy, there's something not quite right about it. And we redid the website. We, we, we built a beta site for it and put it back because I wanted it to be the best possible. I'm not fussy, fussy, so I didn't charge them for it. Now, some people say, well, that's just, just crazy. But no, for me, my success comes from my client's success. And I wanted to be absolutely right. And I'm not saying you just go and do that because you will waste all the time. But look after your clients you know think about one of your values in, as love not as in you have to kiss and hug all your clients but love how would you Or maybe family how do you how do you look after your family members how do you look after you do you want to be looked after the same way so in that question of what do you want your clients saying about you write that down and then see how you can do that maybe you turn up uh um earlier to a meeting or you know when it's their birthday, remember them that i mean i've got clients from all over the world and i send them a big birthday card person personalized birthday cards and they love it little things like that and your greatest success will be with your client success and the greatest way to get business is by them referring you on i've never advertised in the nine years i've been in business and never advertised it's all been through word of mouth so those are the two things i'd say love
0: that your greatest success is in your client's success Love yep. that. Love that. Love that. Um, all right. One last question, Simon. Yep. What would you have said to yourself, knowing what you know now, what would you have said to yourself 20 years ago? What's one message you would have given yourself 20 years ago, knowing what you know now about <laughs> life?
1: For Christ's sake, chill out, Simon. <laughs> 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 yeah. I was going to say something else a bit stronger, but yeah. <laughs> Just chill out. Every, everything is as it should be you know, everything is perfect, even when the craps hit the fan, it needs to happen, everything is perfect, so then when we take a step back, that we realise, you know, I mean, um, just be my mum passed away two years ago, suddenly, absolutely rocked my world, but it was perfect, why was it perfect, because it was all in the flow, and the natural flow of, of, of the world, you know, it's, I'm, 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 feel very connected, the, the, the longer I'm on this planet, the more connected I hit. And the more I realize everything is perfect. We get stressed about, "Oh, they haven't phoned me or this hasn't happened." When we're stressed, if you think of the, the universe as, a, as life as a river, we're all going down the river. We're all going in the same direction, but there are some people who go, "I don't want to be in this river, and they're battling. They want to turn off, they want to go back upstream. That causes stress. If you just, you know what, everything is fine. Be calm. Just breathe through Everything is fine, even the difficult times. But the difficult times are sometimes brought about because you're battling against something. Something in your life isn't right. You're battling against ego. I want to be doing this. Everything will come. And ever since I came across, this is only a year ago, just over a year ago, I came across it because I was in a situation where I had to completely release all control. And it scared the hell out of me because I've always been about control, chasing money, ego, blah, blah, blah. And this moment happened, and it will, it will be in the book uh, when I finally <laughs> finish it. And I had to completely turn around and go, you know what, I have, we're not in control. No one's in control. The, the universe is in control. You can't control the weather. You can't control other people that, that, are, that are around you. you know, we try our best, and that's where issues happen. But when you relax back into it, you're in the flow. And I'll tell you, your relationships will turn around. Your wealth will turn around. Your health will turn around. But when you're fighting against it, that's when friction happens and friction creates fires, and you don't want that. Uh, This is a bigger conversation, but once you realise that everything is perfect, just shut up and relax into it. That doesn't mean relaxing, sitting on the sofa and doing nothing. The universe rewards action. But if you're just complaining all the time and, oh, bitching my bloody hour, you know what? Have more gratitude. Have more love for what you've got. You know, if you're complaining, oh, my legs hurt. Well, hey, you've got legs, as I said before. Or, you know, people complain, I think there should be a drama button on, on Facebook. Mm, but, you drama, know, it's drama. just, yeah, look at what you've got. You know, switch off from all the negative, the, the, you know, the, the, the TV programs, the news. I haven't listened to the radio, the, the news, or watched the news, <coughs> or read a newspaper for years. And I'm so much happier. And you need to, you find out what you need to know from The sources that will tell you, you know, if if you really need to know it's going to affect your life, but just relax into it. And so many people say, just chill out. And it's so true. Just relax. It's going to be fine. Your energy is better. You'll be more attractive, uh, energetically wise. You'll have more people coming towards you because they'll, they'll want what you have. So there you go.
0: <laughs>
1: Lesson over, sermon over.
0: Just chill out. No, I love it. I love it. Yeah. And I, I, don't, I don't know whether it's an age thing and you just start to naturally feel more that way as you get older or yeah. if it's a confidence I so, yeah. thing. I don't know. But I've definitely, over the last few years, started to feel more like that. You know, what will be will be. Brilliant. You know, you can't fight against stuff all the time. And also, I've been reading some really eye-opening books. Um, have you read Sapiens? Yeah.
1: Oh, I've got that, and I've, that's the next one on my list after the book I'm reading at the moment. Yeah. Do you
0: know, reading it's really opened my mind to yeah. uh, looking out yeah. at the world we live in and just thinking, wow, look at this world yeah. we've created. You know? look oh, at the, Look at the society and the cultures that we have created we live by the rules that we put in place and then we moan about those rules um but we we put them there we (laughs) we allowed them to occur we we created the whole thing and then all of a sudden the mind starts wondering and saying well you know what i don't want to live by the rules i don't want to live by society's rules i don't i don't want to you know have to do things or have to do that because society says so um and you start to question everything then from schooling to job status, to, you know, literally everything. You start looking around thinking, well, hold on a second. This is, this is my, my construct, my reality. You know, I can, yeah. I can create my own. I mean, that's a whole other discussion. But, you know, it's interesting.
1: <laughs> just, just think about what you really want, what's, what's important in life. But remember, you know, you don't have control. And if things keep happening in your life, I did a video ages ago called That Knocking Sound. If things keep happening, health warnings. Your, your body will never lie. Your body will come up. If, even if you bury stuff down emotionally, your body will come up with something. It will come up with an illness or whatever. We had deep discussions with this woman on the track who had just who who just been cleared of cancer, but she was completely in agreement with that. Uh, what was she doing in her own life to cause that cancer? It could be stress or whatever. I mean, it's terrible when you have kids, and I, I, I have no answer for that, and I think it's just unbelievably horrible that a child would get bone cancer. Just... I just it's just terrible, but what is going on is is it a parental thing? I don't know, I have no answer for that, and I, I wish I had, and I just it breaks my heart when I hear kids and I know people who uh, the the kids have had leukemia you think oh, what what that's i mean you know religion or whatever I don't know but um but in your own life we you do have control over what you do, your actions or whatever, but it, it, universally you have no control. But if something happens, and I know someone whose who's, who's car got smashed uh, recently and then something else happened, and all this thing happens, you think, what are you creating in your life to, to attract that? Because ever since I've tuned into this, I haven't had any of that stuff happen. I haven't had, you know, people be angry with me in a car park, all that kind of stuff, because we are um, transmitters. And whatever you transmit, you bring back into your life. So if you're one, and this sounds so hippie, and I really don't care, and I've got the long hair to prove it, but... Um, but if you're transmitting anger, um, resentments, uh, ego, whatever, you will bring that into your life. It's as simple as that. And I've got thousands of stories to 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 back that up of when I've been like that, and people I know around that they've attracted stuff like that. But when you just go, you know what? It's fine. Everyone's in the same river. Everyone's flowing in the same direction, and just go with it. Well, you, you, know, you need to you tell me more for your life. Yeah, you
0: need to tell yep. me when your book is going to go live I will and do. then I will do, do yeah, part yeah. Two and to talk about your book that'd be lovely. and have a, have a yeah, longer that'd be, uh, discussion be, around this kind of
1: stuff yeah that'll be brilliant yeah i could there's some there's some shocking stuff in there people go crap i didn't know that about you um <laughs> but it will all be just it, it's it's amazingly powerful and it was a huge lesson i learned and it was uh, it wasn't awful i didn't kill anyone or anything like that but it really like gave me a kick at the back like, okay hands up i knew i was going to be okay it scared the hell out of me, but I knew I was gonna be okay. And ever since then, it's just been amazing. I'm living where I want to live. I've got a partner I want to have. You know, it's just it's it's amazing. Beautiful.
0: Well, I look forward to so, I look forward to the book. When are you hoping to get it finished by? Come on. Well I'm gonna get it finished come this in. year. It just it
1: comes Commit, I know, come I know. In. I will get it finished this year. It's just there's bits I think there's the bits missing from me yet. I haven't lived that bit yet. I need to put it in there. So yeah, it's 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 a real deep Book for me to put it together i can't rush it um you know so but it, it, well, i'd like to get it out this year i've been talking about it for so long but uh, mm. i've well, already written thirteen thousand words of it so oh my
0: goodness well we yeah. look forward to yeah. it but um listen Brilliant. it's been a great interview thank you so much for your time today it's been really i thank I, you I, I love the three pronged i really do i love that whole professional me and my my contribution my mission in life i love that and um i just uh i'm I'm very inspired by what you're doing and um i'll I'll put all the links and everything to your facebook page your instagram five things clear all that kind of stuff in the show notes to the to the uh, podcast but it's been an absolute joy thank you so much simon
1: joe thank you so much really appreciate it huge gratitude thank you
0: thanks so much for listening to today's episode to join in the conversation, please head over to jobarnesonline.com where you can find links to podcasts, show notes, and sign up to download my free ebook, How to Build a Business You Can Run from Anywhere in the World. If you have a moment, please subscribe and quickly rate this podcast. I'm not sure where you're listening to this, but if you happen to be on iTunes, it literally takes a tenth of a second to hit the little stars, and your rating will ensure it gets out to more people and impacts as many as possible. Lastly, I'm super passionate about creating a movement of philanthropic investors. So please head over to joebarnesonline.com/forward/slash/microangel to find out more about how you can become a microangel and with just $25 impact thousands of women and children who desperately need our help. Thank you so much. I do hope you've enjoyed today's episode. See you on the next podcast, and in the meantime, get out there and make life happen.